The following audio is from LaGrange Church of Christ, located in Texas. For more information about LaGrange Church of Christ, please visit our website at www.lagrangecoc.com. Well, grace and peace to you this morning. It's good to be back with you. Uh, I hated to be gone, but we did a good work in Tulsa and uh, as Tom uh, said, we're so proud of, of our high schoolers who, who went, and they did an outstanding job, and that, that was some, some tough work, especially for a few of them. A few of them had it harder than others, but um, um, we're, we're glad that we had that opportunity and look forward to, to maybe going again next year. And uh, as we said, next week we'll have a slideshow that we'll, we'll show before services. Also want to remind you that this Wednesday, David Duncan will be here, and I would encourage you to be back for that. David is an outstanding speaker. I know that, that you'll be blessed by his message. Well, over the past few weeks, uh, we've been looking at songs and, and seeing the, the biblical message behind some uh, songs in popular music. And so we've looked at songs from this year, 2016, from 2005, and from the 90s. But this morning, we're going to go all the way back to 1977, to uh, one of the most popular albums of all time. This was the year that Fleetwood Mac released Rumors. And since then, it sold more than 45 million copies. Now, I'll say this. The, the artists that we have looked at so far are a little bit different than the one that we're looking at this morning. All of those artists, the previous ones, often include biblical imagery in their songs. And so it's easy to go through there and, and find some things that coincide with the Bible. Uh, that They are looking at the world from a Christian worldview. But that's not the case this morning. It's not the case with Fleetwood Mac. You're not going to find any Christian songs in their catalog. But that doesn't mean that they don't point us to some deeper truths. Rumors is an album that is famous for its many hit songs, but it's also famous for what was going on behind the scenes. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, if you don't know, is a band that consists of both men and women, and there were a lot of relationship issues going on during the recording of this album. And you can hear it, actually, in many of the songs. The, the band members are singing to one another. And so there was a lot of tension in the band. But amidst all these problems comes a song of hope. Every, uh, everything in the band was, was going wrong, but they hoped that things would eventually get better. And, and hope is something important. Hope is something that we need. Without hope, things turn bad. Uh, why do people do terrible things? Uh, why do people commit acts of violence? Well, there are many reasons, but one of them is they have no hope. Because without hope, there is no reason to live. We all need hope. And so the song we're looking at this morning is Don't Stop. And let's just begin by looking at some of the lyrics from the song. And so it begins, if you wake up and don't want to smile, if it takes just a little while, open your eyes and look at the day, you'll see things in a different way. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop. It'll soon be here. It'll be better than before. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. Why not think about times to come and not about the things that you've done? 
If your life was bad to you, just think what tomorrow will do. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop. It'll soon be here. It'll be better than before. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. One thing that often holds people back is the past. And none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. We all mess up. And and sometimes our past mistakes, our past sins can consume us. And we have a problem moving forward because we are dwelling on the past. We cannot move beyond things that, that, that happened a long time ago. Things that that we now have no control over whatsoever. And this is a terrible way to live. And yet many people live this way. Scripture gives us one of the, the best examples of a person who messed up in a big way. Who committed some, some big sins. And this person learned to leave it behind and to move forward. And so we find many stories of transformation within the Bible. But one of the most famous is that of the Apostle Paul. And so we're introduced to him in the book of Acts. At that time, he is called Saul, and he is a zealous Jew who is willing to do anything at all to stop Christianity. He's even willing to kill, to commit murder. He's present at the death of Stephen, and he continues to oppose those who are following Jesus. But Paul's life changes on the road to Damascus. He goes from fighting against Jesus to fighting for Jesus. He does a complete 180. He he was going in one direction, and now he's going in the opposite direction. And this is what repentance looks like. It's when we turn our life around. And so Paul would, would later describe himself as the chief of sinners. But he gave up his old life in order to follow Jesus. And he writes about this transition in Philippians chapter 3. And I want us to look at that this morning. It's a a long text, but I think it's important for us to understand what Paul was going through and where he ended up. And so Philippians 3, beginning in verse 4, he writes, If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh... I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as the law of Pharisee, as to zeal a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I count as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. 
Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. And this is the very sentiment that we find in the book of Philippians. Paul says, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, forgetting all those mistakes, even forgetting the good, and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on. And so no matter what has happened in your past, you can leave it behind. It is extra baggage that you don't need to be carrying around. Oftentimes, we get dragged down by the past. And it's what prevents us from moving forward. The message of Christianity is one of forgiveness. It does not matter what you have done. You can be forgiven. And when God forgives, he forgets. The psalmist says, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions, our sins from us. And so when our sins are forgiven by God, the slate is wiped clean. Now we often, as human beings, we struggle with this. Because when we mess up, what do we do? We keep on remembering. We keep on beating ourselves up over our past mistakes. We can be completely forgiven by God, but still hold on to the memory of our past. And Paul's advice to us is to let go of the past, to move forward. And we can do this because we have been forgiven. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice to free us from the power of sin. And so if you are burdened by your past sins, then you need to know this morning that the cross of Jesus sets you free. It lifts the burden. It gives us forgiveness. Christianity is a religion that is focused on what we can do now here in the present and what God will one day do in the future. And so there is no room for Christians, for us to live in the past. We are always pressing on. We are moving forward. We are spreading God's kingdom on this earth. We cannot bring back the past. We cannot change the past. We cannot live in the past. The only thing that we can influence is the present. And we have a responsibility to live in the here and now. And to be open. To, to be looking for what God places right in front of us. Because if we're constantly dwelling on the past then we're going to miss opportunities to minister in the present. God is at work in our lives, but we're not going to recognize it if we're always looking backwards. One mistake that we sometimes make as Christians is that we focus on things that, that we can do nothing about. We focus on the past. We focus on Washington. We, we worry about what's going on in other countries. 
And there's nothing wrong with being informed. But when it comes to ministry, we need to look right in front of us. We need to be aware of what's happening in our town, what's happening in our neighborhoods. Because we have ministry opportunities all around us. And if you're not finding people to minister to, then maybe your focus is in the wrong place. Make sure you're not looking behind you. Because our focus should be on what is right in front of us. And we should always be looking for people that that God puts in our lives. And we should be looking for those opportunities to serve others and to share our faith. We move in a forward direction because we know that the future is bright. Fleetwood Mac sings, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop. It will soon be here. It will be better than before. Our message is a message of hope. We minister in the present, but we look forward to the future. We know that one day Jesus will return. He's going to make all things right. We know that that no matter what is going on in this world, it is going to get better. Paul pressed on because he knew what was right in front of him. He wrote, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And I think sometimes we forget about what is in front of us. We forget that that Jesus conquered sin at the cross and that he overcame death at the resurrection. We forget that there are still battles to be fought, but that the war has been won. If you are a Christian, then you are already victorious. You are on the winning side. Jesus is not waiting around to sit on the throne. He's already there. He's already sitting on the throne. He is Lord of lords and King of kings, and he is reigning at this very moment. And so Christians are to be a a people that are filled with hope. It's not our job to be going around talking about how bad it is. It is our job to be going around talking about how good it is going to be. The Apostle Peter wrote to Christians who were suffering, Christians who were being persecuted, Christians who were living under a pagan government, And the emperor at that time had no qualms about persecuting Christians, about putting them to death. And yet, Peter knew that these Christians were going to be asked about their hope. And he writes, In your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason. For the hope that is in you. And so this morning, I want you to think about what is it that other people see in you? What do they hear when you talk? What kind of messages are you spreading? Are you spreading messages of fear? Or are you spreading messages of faith and hope?
We are to be a people of hope even when we are living in dark times. Fear creates more darkness, but hope can change the world. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow because tomorrow might be the day when you meet someone who needs Jesus. And God has has placed that person there for you to help. And it's your job to come alongside them and to minister to them. And you've been given a great opportunity. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow because tomorrow might be the day when, when God shows up in your life in an unexpected way. You might get the news that you've been looking for. You might meet someone who is in need, uh, someone that you're able to help. You might make a decision to change your life and to walk in a new direction. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow because tomorrow Jesus could return and right our wrongs. Tomorrow might be the day when there is no more death, no more sickness, no more tears, no more violence. Tomorrow might be the day when we are reunited with the people that we love. Tomorrow might be the day when no one goes hungry anymore. Tomorrow might be the day when we see Jesus. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Because tomorrow might just be the day that we are all looking for. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning and we know too well that that we live in a world that is full of evil and darkness. But at the same time, we're thankful for your word, which reassures us and which gives us faith and hope. And we pray that we'll be more influenced by your word than by the evil that surrounds us. May we be salt of the earth. May we be a light on a hill. May we be so filled with hope that others ask us about it. And we are given an opportunity to talk about Jesus. Father, we're so thankful for your son. We're thankful for his life and his example. And we we just pray that we could be more like him. That we will continue to be transformed into his image. And we're especially thankful for the sacrifice he made for us on the cross. We pray this in his name. Amen.